you ever wondered about the wild activities that go on at a bar? Well, that wondering ends right now. Welcome to the Open Bar Talk Podcast, where host Jim Search sits down with bartenders near and far to hear the whopping tales that only a drink slinger has. So buckle in, have a cold one, and enjoy it. What's up, y'all? We're doing another one. It is Open Bar Talk Podcast, episode 53, where we go into the life and times of uh, bartenders and bouncers. You know, this episode, we're jumping back into our into our bouncers. Uh, we're very excited to uh, have a guest on. I'm really excited to introduce him and find out his story. Uh, but, you know, before we do that, I want to tell you where you can find, uh, find the podcast. Uh, Open Bar Talk is across all platforms. Uh, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you find podcasts, mm-hmm. underneath your car, wherever the fuck you get your podcast, that's where you find it. Rate, review, subscribe. That is how people find out about the show. And, you know, we really want people to listen. And that is how we get this shit popping. Uh, if you're wondering who I am, I am Jim Search. You can find me at jimsearchcomedy.com. You can go on all social media, find me at Jim Search. I make Brandon super easy for you. Now, before we get into it, uh, you know, I just want to thank everybody for uh, writing in and emailing the show. It's very dope to hear from y'all. We really appreciate it. And, you know, we're just uh, we're going to jump right in. So uh, let me introduce our guest here on the podcast. Uh, like I said, we're going back to the uh, to uh, showing love to the bouncers who keep us safe when we are out drinking and shit. And I'm very excited to hear uh, hear his stories from Rob House. Rob, how you doing, man? What's up, dog? Man, how uh, how you living out there? What's uh, what's going on? Man, I'm maintaining, trying to keep my head above water. Shit, you and me both, man. You and me both. Uh, you know, it's uh, still in fucking COVID time, and you know, trying to fucking wear our masks and just stay safe, man. You know what I mean? It's a new world. Now you gotta wear a mask and a condom. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and you, you should probably wear both. Uh, a lot of people sometimes want to wear one, not the other. You should definitely rock both, man. I mean, you know what I mean? This is uh this is now a fucking dirty world. Yeah, now you can't even fall in love. You be in club <laughs> you're in the club, you'd be like, Oh, she look good and she take a mask off, she got two teeth. <laughs> and then you have to reevaluate how you get out of that. You know, how yeah. do you Say, you know, I'll be right back or you know, I gotta use the bathroom or there's a fire, we gotta get out of the club. What you man. drinking, man? Oh uh, man! Yeah, dude, I got a little uh, vodka soda and a little bit of a uh, little bit of cranberry juice to top it off. Oh yeah, that's my shit right there. Yeah, what uh, is that? Are you vodka soda, dude? Yep. Same, same, man. Listen, you know, I mean, I, you know, when I first started drinking them, I was like, I'm trying to find like, you know, because I don't like drinking a shit ton of beer. You know what I mean? Because it like gets you bloated and does all that shit for you. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So then I started getting to vodka sodas and I was like, look, this shit, it's it's good money, man. This uh, this is my shit right here. So. All right. Well, you know what? Let's uh, let's get into it. Um, So, Rob, tell us a little bit about how you got into bouncing. Like what was uh, what was the beginning like? Beginning, I was going to see. My homeboy, he worked at the Q Club, which used to be in Queens. It was a regular club. 
and I will pop up there to see him and hang out with him. And uh, my cousin also. And I was like, yo, I want to do this. I want to do this. At the time, I was in college playing football. So okay. I would come home from the summer. I said, like, yo, I want to do this. I'm going to do this. And um, I was home for, I think it was, I think it was uh, Christmas break or something. Okay. Yeah, I was home. And um, I was at movies with my girl. And my beeper went off. Okay. I was gonna I say, got, there's a little tell. There's a little tell when the story takes place. Oh, there chill, I. man. <laughs> I um got up from the movies and ran to the phone, called the person back, beeping me, and it was my man asking me to come in. So, yo, you want to work at the keep up? And I was like, yeah. So, okay. um, I made my girl get up, leave the movies, took her ass home. <laughs> and I jetted to the Q Club. Now, let me ask you, you know, so when your first night, your first night working, what was like going through your mind? Like, were you nervous? Were you like, you know, I, I got this shit, you know, I've, you know, like, tell tell us a little bit about what, you, what, what was going through your head. I was 18 years old and cocky. <laughs> so need I say any more? So sounds like you were so yeah, eighteen year old, eighteen year old confidence. That uh, that tell that can, I played okay. college football. Um, I was in the gym, crazy. Okay, so I was just cocky. I just knew my shit didn't stink. Mm-hmm. Okay, so eighteen year old cockiness working the door. Now, was it like? Let me ask you. Was your ex, did the expectations of what you thought the job was? Did that meet where where what it actually was, or was there any kind of different different sort of perspective that you got once you started doing it? Well, the beginning of the night, I walked in it was kind of boring because they put me downstairs by the picture man. Okay, it was a picture dude, and it was food, and it was video games. So they put me downstairs. My first night, because I was a rookie. So right. we're going to put the rookie in a quiet place. Okay. But uh, it wasn't that quiet. So, all right. Well, let's talk about it. What, what happened when shit what, what happened when shit wasn't quiet? Tell, tell us what was going on. What happened was, I guess some dudes had um, a dude that just come, came home from jail or was getting ready to go to jail, one or the other. <laughs> and, um, he's by the picture, man, but he kept, and he, they, they, uh, it was like five of them, and they had their champagne, and they kept pouring champagne on the floor. Oh, shit, man. So I walked over there, yo, fellas, come on, y'all can't, y'all can't do that. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. So they blow me off. So they take a picture of the picture man again, pouring more champagne. Over your fellas, come on. So um, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, big man. All right, big man. Mm-hmm. Third time, picture man takes picture. Same thing. Mm. I walk over there and I snatch the bottle. But okay. Three of, them, three of them were bottles. Oh shit! And more bottles. When you hit shit with them, they hardly break. They don't give. 
you might as well have a baseball bat. Right. So um, I snatched one bottle. I snatched another bottle. And these dudes surrounded me. Now there's five of them, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So I also, um, I was also a wrestler in school too. I was going to ask, do you have, so you have like some like hand-to-hand combat training and shit like that? Well, I had a lot of fights, but I was um, a wrestler and mm-hmm. I did Gre- Greco-Roman. Greco-Roman is a lot of throws. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm in the middle snatching champagne bottles. I suplex one dude. <laughs> I turn around and I'm by myself, you know, because I'm a rookie. They had to put me downstairs. Okay. And um, I guess by that time, the picture man was, ah! And uh, my homeboy Boogie came downstairs ran down, and then a few other people afterwards. But by that point, when they came down to help me, I had already suplexed two of them. Yeah. And the crazy thing is we had to take them out, but it's not like you're taking them down the stairs. We had to drag these dudes upstairs. <laughs> Yo, man. So I, got, I got one dude like this, my, my hand around the neck, and I'm dragging them up, and it, it was a wild night for for first night. And that was your first fucking night? Yeah. God damn. That's like, you think about like every, like, that's what's crazy about just like the nightlife and like bouncing and shit like that. Like most people's first day on the job is just like orientation, right? It's going to be some like light bullshit where you're just like, all right, I'm trying to figure it out. But when you bounce, it's, you're, it kicks up. This is on the job training. I was gonna say that it is O O T J, man. That is O fucking T J. So, so you so you yoke up to you yoke up two of them, drop them. What are the other three doing at the time? Like, I mean, obviously they're getting into it. Oh, they're like, swinging at me. They're, they're punching me and shit. Okay, so taking blows and stuff. Holy shit, man. But my backup, my backup came pretty quickly. Yeah, I was. Well, I was going to ask you. The Q Club at that point was was the was probably the most popular reggae club in New York and East Coast. Okay. At that time, everybody would come through. Shaba would perform. Um, Ninja Man. Um, okay. Uh, what's his name? What's the coolie? Oh uh, man, Super Cat. Okay, like whoever's big would come through and perform. Right, Louis right. Wiggs. The let the, I mean, you're naming some names here, dude. So at that at that um particular point in time, late '80s, early '90s, all the big radio artists would come through there to um to bust their nut. Sure, sure, man. I mean, this sounds. I mean, this sounds like. This is just the tip of the iceberg in terms of the wild shit that's going on. When you have that sort of stature coming through, you're going to see some shit. So, so that is the first night, right? Mm-hmm. First night, two suplexes in the basement. Now, 
what was don't going? Get, don't, get, don't get me wrong. I got I got pounded too. They, sure. they, was, they was clocking me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, you know, I, look at the time. You know, at the beginning of it, that's five on one, and this doesn't sound like. I mean, these are these. I mean, these are big dudes. I'm assuming. They're regular sized dudes. Regular, regular sized cats. Okay. But like you, the crazy thing is when your adrenaline is pumping, you don't feel none of that shit. Right. Yeah. Well. I mean, adrenaline, you don't feel pain. You don't see, you know, your your senses are up, man. You're fucking in the shits, man. So, so after, so after the fight or after the fight, after you bounce these two dudes, um, what, like, what was like the other, other bouncers? Like, what was their reaction? Were they like, you know, how were, how were they taking to you? Like, yo, what you, you mean at the end of the night? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, they, they, like, yo, you thorough dog. Like, yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah that's i i get down so so that was so that was the first night man now you uh so you went back i mean was this were you back the next night or were you was this like you had a week oh off? yeah i was back the next night mm-hmm. okay all right so next night um you know were you like now i know like as you said going in 18 year old cocky kid but then the second night where you like, was your, I guess what I'm trying to say is, is like, how was it? Did you feel different going into the second night? Now that you'd like been on the job for day one, now day two, are you like, all right. So now I really get like, you, did you, did your perspective change anything? No, I was, I was cool. You know, okay. we, it was funny because at the end of the night, like we laughed and joked about what happened. Mm-hmm. You know, when we stand around getting paid, right, right, right. Shit, man. That's when the jokes happen. When y'all stand around in a circle waiting to get paid. <laughs> That's yeah. Well, you know, again, it's it's it always gets me, man. Just how like you know that world, like when you're bouncing and when you're bartending and shit like that, and like the the average thing you see the regular person would be like that's the craziest shit I've ever seen in my life. But to you, that's just work. This is business. This is what you do. You know what I mean? So, all right. So, you know, what else? So what were some of those really like, so that was the first night. Okay. What are some of those, what are some of those crazier moments you had on the job where you're just like, I cannot believe this shit is happening right now. Oh, um, when I got my face slashed, <clears throat> Go on. <laughs> Tell us more. This was, this was a um this was a, this was a couple years later at a at a reggae club called Illusions in Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. Um that's when that's when the posses, J- Jamaican posses were real big in Brooklyn. Right, right, right. So um and this club this club was um was a big club, but everyone liked it. Like this was the the place to be on Saturday and Sunday nights. Like the line from the club went all the way down. The club was on Empire Boulevard. Okay. Uh, right across from where Western Beef is now, and the line oh. went all the way down to the corner where there was a Goodyear ad on the corner. So it was a it was a nice, pretty long line, and you had to be dressed to get in. Okay. Like there was no sneakers. No sneakers and no T-shirts. Like how they come in now? Nah, you had to have on a suit. You had to have on shoes. Okay. And back then, like, um, 
don't know if you know about like Jamaicans, but they're real big into the linen. I live, well, you know, it's funny you say that, man. Like, I live in Crown Heights, and I live right near Empire Boulevard. That's where, what, you know where, 103? I know. That's where Lewis used to be. I, I, live right, I live right around the corner from exactly where you're talking about. I walk really? by there twice a week, two times a week. Mm-hmm. So I can see, I see your story, bro. This shit is wild. So you, know right what, you know what, what's that, Firestone, a good year on the corner? Yep, I know exactly. The yes, yeah. All the way to the corner. God damn. Yo, and for y'all that are Yo. listening right now, that's like, that's a long New York block. What, 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 what Rob's talking about right now, like, that's a long fucking block. So, go on. So, an illusion. So, oh, and also illusions, like, you had to be dressed. You wait online, you get your friend, you wasn't dressed, but like, nope, you can't come in. Uh, so, people leave to go home and come back because they wanted to get in because this was the place to be. The chips right. there were phenomenal. Um... The music was banging. This was probably had the best sound system in the whole New York City. Shit, man. A guy named Sting, Sting International. Okay. Sean. He did the sound system there. This so the sound system was crazy. You were surrounded by music. But anyway, this particular night that I'm talking about, um, it was a little brawl inside, a small fight, nothing big. I took one dude out the front door, you know, and uh, I turned back around, and I didn't know his friend was in there, and he had a butterfly knife. Shit. You know the knife? You yeah. do like crazy shit? Yeah, yeah. So he had a butterfly knife, and he did this shit, and went like this across my face. God damn. Oof. That's oof. That 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 changes that changes the tempo of the night, bro. Yo, so I um and then and illusions when you walked in, it was all mirrors going around. Right. I um I looked in the mirror, saw blood come on my face. It was over, dog. <laughs> it was over. You it was over. I um, I went outside, and I approached the dude. Said, "Yo, why you caught me, man? Why you caught me, man? Yo, I lost it, and I beat homeboy down to his underwear, <laughs> which is a very visual. That's a very visual description. And nobody was stopping me because I'm bleeding all over the place. They know he caught me, and um." I beat homeboy down to his underwear. And then um my my um my coworkers are um staying outside after that, my everybody's staying outside, and the cops come from the 71st, which is literally you can almost see the 71st from the club. The cops come and they give the he gives the cops a hard time, and then they beat him down too. <laughs> which you know, that's the thing, man, is like after, you know, if you're if you're like fucking with the bouncers, right, and the cops show up, cops ain't going to be on your side. You like, you know, the bouncers are an extension of like enforcing the rules and shit. So like sometimes, sometimes. OK, fair well, enough. Sometimes we because you have came in where they weren't on our side. Mm. 
I stand correct. Well, you know what? That's what the show's about. I stand corrected. Mm-hmm. So what? So so the cops beat up homeboy again. They were giving him a hard time, so they they lumped him up. He got arrested. Holy shit, man! Now, what was everybody's reaction around you after you got fucking cut? Because I mean, oh, it was um, it was crazy, man. I um. They they rushed me to um, Kings County Hospital. Okay. Ambulance came, took me to Kings County Hospital, where um, I was in the ER. Right. So I lucked out because a lady in Kings County Hospital was a plastic surgeon from Sweden. And the first job she could get in the United States was in an emergency room in Kings County Hospital. God damn, man. So when she stitched me up, she said, don't worry, it's going to be okay. She said, just make sure you put cocoa butter and vitamin E on it every day. And mm-hmm. it's only going to be a little scar on your nose because that's on top of a bone. But she right. said, use the cocoa butter and vitamin E every day. It'll go away. Right. And when it was done, I looked like Scarface initially when it first happened. Yeah. But I listened to this lady and I did the cocoa butter and vitamin me every single day. And I just, all I have is a scar. Yeah, like right I, here, I see nose. it. I see it. Eventually, that shit was like, yeah, it was crazy. God damn, man. And that, like... I and looked it, out. And one day I'm going to go back to, to the hospital and try to find this lady. I was going to say, man, she fucking was a game changer right there, dude, because yeah. had that not been, that would have been some... Some gangster shit, right? Yeah, there, I've been like, like, kind of like how Michael K. Williams has that scar. Mm-hmm. Yep. It would have been, been something like that. You'd have been, you've been booking roles like that, man. Just like the the nigga with the scar on the face. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now, let me ask you how long? So, how long did it take to to heal? Like, what was how, we how took, long? Um, man, you know what, man? I'm also blessed where. I heal quickly, like like seven months, maybe seven months. Was, I just had this on the top of my nose, and that was it. Shit, man, that is, and that's got to be. Thank I'm you, um, six months. Six I months. I kind of quickly. That's, and I mean, and healed, man. I mean, there's some motherfuckers who scar easy, and that shit don't go anywhere. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like, yeah. so you lucked out, man. For real. Now, so so that so that night happens, right? How mm. long before you went back to work? I was back I was back in like two weeks. Two weeks? Yeah, because I needed the money. Right, right. Shit. Yep. Also at that time I had when that shit happened, I befriended well, at the time also my, my pops was on a job. Okay. And I befriended one of the uh, cops at the 2-6. Okay. His name was Will Regina. I'll never forget him because he, he would come by and check on me like almost every night. Right. That's, yo, man. That's a, it's a different, I mean, I marvel at how, how wild that world is and how like, you know, what it, what it takes to do it. Like, 
I salute you, man. This shit is this shit ain't this ain't this ain't easy. That shit is not easy, dude. Now it's a little different with the camera phones and video cameras everywhere. Mm-hmm. Back then, it was none of that. You you on your own. Mm. Yeah, I mean, because you know, shit that happens now. That shit happened right now, man. Well, first of all, you know, like once that fight breaks out, you know, everybody's got their phone out. World star. <laughs> yep. They're world starring it. They're shouting out their hood. They turn the camera around, just like, yo, I want a shout out. And then they turn the shit back around to 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 film the shit. So yeah, this is that's a different, that's a different world, man. But yo, that is crazy though, man. I'm telling you, I live so close to that this story, man. So like now every time I walk by there, I'll be like, I know. I'm gonna give you another one. Yeah, you yeah. Know you know yeah. McDonald's down the street? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. <clears throat> so we, me and my homeboy Barry, who also worked at Illusions with me, we okay. would go to McDonald's to get food. Mm-hmm. So one day, we're walking down to McDonald's to get food. This dude is trying to run McDonald's. <laughs> Makes, I, I, yeah. You know, we, we smacked the gun out of his hand and and kick kicked him out and threw him out of the threw him out of the restaurant. Yo. It was a it was a um a, the manager's name was Ronald and he was Trinidadian. Okay. From from then on, Ronald gave me and Barry free food. That's what's up, man. That's what's up. And that's the right then that's the right decision. Ronald, that's exactly what you got to do in a situation like this. I don't know you- where Ronald is now. This was like 91. This was like 91, 92. I don't know where Ronald is now, but he, um, me and Barry ate for free from then on. That's, that's what's up, man. And now, so, so what like... And you knew like in the 90s, Brooklyn Crown Heights was bananas. It like, you know, it's crazy, man, because like, you know, I've lived, I lived in Crown Heights now 13 years, 14 mm-hmm. years now. And I can remember when I moved here, right? And I would tell like New Yorkers, you know, like native New Yorkers, they're like, yo, where do you live? And I'd say, you know, I live in Crown Heights. And they're like, you live in Crown Heights? And I was like, yeah, yeah, like I live, but I didn't know. I didn't know. I just moved. You know what I mean? I was like, what, you know, what's the deal? And they would say, like, yo, this shit was crazy. Back in the the early nineties, you know, eighties, nineties, bananas. Franklin Ave, that shit was no fucking joke. And you know that, like I said, man, I'm gonna be walking by that little block there on Empire by former Illusions. Be like, that was there was some wild shit, and the McDonald's too. Yeah. Now I now I know that uh, <laughs> th- there was there's some real uh, some real hero shit went down. Did the right thing. Also, you know, next to, you know, to the left of McDonald's, what is that, a church over there? Mm. Oh, uh, the fast food joint? No, next to McDonald's is the church. The church next to McDonald's. I don't know if it's to there the anymore. Okay. Like, yeah, that I was say, a, that, um, that was a club called Love Peoples, another reggae club. Okay. And um, that used to get shot up crazy. Shit, man! I look. I fucking believe it. I believe. Now, did you work? Did you do any work over there at all? Uh, no, we just heard. We heard uh, crazy stories about it because it was a club, and then after it was love, people's 
I, they said it turned into a funeral home, which is ironic. Yeah, I was going to say, I feel like that was like a uh, natural progression. Just like there's bodies. I, all I don't think it's the church. Okay. I'll, I'll keep an eye out for it. I'm going I'm to I'm let you know what I see when I go over there. See if it see if it's still over there. Now, so you were working at Illusions. Did you uh, did you go did you go anywhere after that, or was that your was that your main spot? I was there for a little while. And, um, where did I go? And also, when I was Illusions, I had already started working at the Red Zone a little bit. Okay, Red Zone was um, the party was called Daddy's House. And okay. that's where um, Puffy Puffy was doing parties. Right, right, right. And you were and you were working that. I was working there, and that's when I first met Puffy. He was in he was at Howard at the time. Right. And I was at school. I was at Dell State at the time. Mm-hmm. So he would come home. He would come home and work on the weekends. I would come home and work on the weekends and holidays. Right. And I think I met him. I think I was working in the summer when I first met him. That's crazy, man. And this is, and I, I mean, you know, he uh, obviously legend. This is ninety one. This is like ninety one. This um ninety ninety one at this point in time. So, so when you were, so when you were working there, um, what was what was it like there? What was you got any uh, any crazy shit jump off there? Different, different ball game. That was um, because the first the first two were reggae. This was hip hop. Okay. Different world. And this is where I really, really learned how to hustle at the door. Sure, yeah, talk about it. We start making bread at the door. Mm-hmm. I was working um the door with a dude named Rand. And Rand Rand was the one who taught me how to make a little money at the door. You know, if their IDs weren't right, um he would make he would make shit up. Like, tell them no hoods. And it's a hip hop club. Like, yo, right. no hoods. Like no hoods. Like you can wear a hood is twenty dollars. <laughs> no ID, fifty dollars. So ran 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 nickels. So ran put me on with the hustle game at the door. Mm-hmm. Yo, man. And at the end of the night, Rand and I would um would go sit in the corner and uh hash it out. On a so on an average night, what would what would you pull in like off of that? At the at the red zone, it was early in the game, so maybe like three, maybe like three hundred dollars. Three hundred. It wasn't a lot because it was early, right? And that's before people started spending money. They before they started balling and popping bottles and all that. Pop that wasn't really big then. Okay, that's that's still a good chunk of change for a night of work, man. Top of my one fifty. Mm-hmm. That was so. So let me ask you. So you said. So you were saying before it's a different ball game, right? The hip hop club is different from the reggae, obviously, other than music. Uh, so how how different was it? Like what what were what were some of the differences? Oh, it's just like uh, no disrespect, but like a lot of the Jamaican dudes, maybe cause, maybe because a lot of them was in the posse's or whatever, like back then. They were funny, like, don't touch me. Like, I'm searching you. I got to touch you. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Real real thing on respect. They Mm -hmm. were really big on respect. 
like you disrespect me. Respect was really big, and it really, it really is big still in the West Indian culture. A hundred percent, man. They are do not do not disrespect. I mean, I see. Look, I'm in. I've been out here, you know, some years now, and trust. Yeah, you don't you don't want to run a foul. Now, so so when you're working at the red zone, right? Um, when you like. Was there, I mean, were you, were you breaking up fights on the regular, like the reggae joint or like, was it a little more, a little more tamer? It started getting, it started getting crazy there too. You know, especially when people started catching on to, to daddy's house. That was the name of the party. Right. And then we have special people performing. Okay. Weekly. Um, let me see who performed. Naughty when when Naughty by Nature did OPP when I was out, yeah, throwing teachers out in the crowd, and people are jumping around. And Trent Trent said to Mike, "You know what OPP?" And holds the yeah. mic out, it's like a crazy constant. Shit, it was a, man, a lot of energy. You know, like the '90s hip hop was by the jumping around and happy and dancing. Hmm. Yo, I mean that's my that's my era, dude. I got Naughty by Nature, um, um, Ice Cube, Yo Yo, Heavy D, Chub Rock. Uh, oh, oh, Lee's a New School. Yep, that's Tribe Called Quest, Jungle Brothers. This is all Daddy's house. This that's what I can take off the top of my head, and that's also where they filmed. New Jack City. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, that's what's up, man. See the club scene where they're walking in. Yep. Oh, yep. slick rip perform. Matter of fact, I think it was the red zone where they where Slick Rick was coming in and um they found a gun in his boot. <laughs> I think that might have been where that happened. I wasn't working that night, but I think that's where that did happen. And now I, you know, I mean, assuming at that point you just go, "Hey, man, we'll just hold on to this till you're done," because you can't. I don't know what I don't know the whole story, but that's Ooh. what I had heard. That's that's wild, man. So the energy. So Rick, 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 Rick had all that. Rick was was jeweled out, so he had to walk around a little something. Yeah, man. I was gonna say you can't, and especially then, in that time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can't you can't be walking around like that otherwise, man. You better hold something on you. That's that's that that's gonna roll like that. So so when you said so you were saying shit was getting a little crazier, right? You said the energy was getting up there and wild and shit. Like, <laughs> did you uh do you have any of those memorable moments where you're just like, I remember I, I had to fucking toss this dude out on his ear for Oh you know, it was one night that um these cats call the YGs. They're from okay. Mount Vernon. Okay. They were from Mount Vernon. And you hear P Rock and CL Smooth, they would talk about the YGs in their songs. Okay. These were wild, wild. So one night we had a fight. I don't know how the fight started, but we were, and it was like, it must have been like 50 of them. God damn. It was all out raw inside with the YGs. And um, I got my face cut again, this time over here on my cheek. Jesus Christ, man. 
it was crazy, homie. Um, homie broke a bottle and went like this and caught me. Jesus Christ, dude. One of the I YGs? Know, I don't, yeah, I don't know if it's because I'm good looking. I don't know. <laughs> That's my damn face. <laughs> Jealousy. But, um, yeah, and um, that that particular night, I was I was with my man Bob, my man Big Rob, rest in peace. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, Rob and I were back to back, and we finally got we finally got the shit under control, got them out the door. It was this dude who was a manager and head of security. He called himself Cigar. He was, he was a white dude, probably like. Five nine. He always wore a trench coat. He he carried two two um nines, and he's supposed to be thorough and this and that. Yo, mm-hmm. he bitched out. Word. He bitched out. He had a reputation. Oh, that's a god. That's a god. He didn't do shit that night, dog. <laughs> well, you know that uh. And now he was, and he was down with the YGs. No, no, no. He was, he was the head of security. Oh, okay. Sorry. Got it. Got it. Got it. Okay. Well, like, yo, man, you can't like, if you're going to carry two nines and you're like head of security type shit, you can't just start shooting up the club as a security. No, but he was supposed to be like, they called him Cigar because he was supposed to be a martial artist. Got it. Like a keto, like break your arm. When I looked around, when all this was going on, I saw him like this, curled up like a bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Might might as well, he was curled up. So, it goes to show, man, sometimes the reputation doesn't match. No, because his name, like, oh, that's a guy, that's a guy, that's a guy. He did jack shit, dog. Oof. He did jack shit. That is, uh, and his, and it will will live. Everybody else. I give to everybody else for scrapping. This cat named Dickie, I remember his name was Dickie. He was from the Bronx. He had three dudes on him. He got his jaw broken that night. Jesus Christ, man. Dickie was scrapping. My man Juan, Juan was from Mount Vernon. Juan was shorter than me, but 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 like Jack. Like Juan could do 200 push-ups straight. Jesus Christ. Everybody was, was scrapping. Everybody was scrapping tonight. My man Tory was scrapping. Everybody was scrapping except for Cigar, who was who, supposed to be the head, the head of security and a big karate badass. Who, I mean, after that, like, how do you even respect him? Right? You like, didn't. You didn't. I mean, you, you can't. After like, fuck, he tells him, like, fuck you. After that, look respectful. Because even. If you got even if you got lumped up, you stand up. That's the that's the thing. You you stand up. You don't back down. If you if you don't have the temperament to stand up when something goes on, then this is not for you. Right. And also, that's part of your job. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, if you're a bouncer, you're doing security. Like, you know, you gotta. If you don't do your job. 
ain't nobody gonna look at you like that. Like it'd be different if like you're just out having a good time and you're just trying to party and shit, and you're not trying to fight nobody. It's like, well, it ain't your job. If you don't want to get your hands dirty, go work it. Go work it, um, Dwayne Reed. Yep, go to Dwayne Reed. That's what we tell him. Say, yo, you don't want to do this, man. Go to Dwayne Reed. Go work at Dwayne <laughs> Reed. Walgreens. They're, they're hired. Yeah, this ain't this ain't your life, man. This is not your life. Yeah. Well, yo, listen, Rob. Thank you so much, man, for bringing your stories. Oh, you here, right, Yo, man, <laughs> we're we're almost at the top of the hour, dude. I mean, you got you got another one. Give you got another good one. Okay, I got another one. All right, all right. We're um, gonna let we're gonna rock with it. Fuck it, let's go. This was at um. This was at a place called uh, Jam Rock. Okay. Jam Rock is a Hempstead in Long Island. All right. So I'm on um I'm on the second floor in Jam Rock, and um I think I think it started with people pouring out liquor again. Comes all comes it's, a, it's full circle. Somebody was either coming on from jail or going to jail. Right. So, um, dude was pouring out like I told him to chill. He was pouring, it was it was a bottle, it was Moet. So he did it again. This third time he did it again. I grabbed the bottle. How did I know? I didn't know the whole floor was with this dude. <laughs> the whole floor, dog. Oh shit! So I'm surrounded. After I take the bottle from him, you know he feels disrespect because I take his bottle. They spent 150 dollars for whatever back then. And um, your dog, I'm I'm fighting, and I'm just trying to keep people off me. And then I see my man Randy sleepy. Right. Randy's, we, we, we like cousins. He, he also likes skin dude. And me and Randy, me and Randy back to back, and we fight the whole floor. And then I guess that's when everybody from downstairs heard, heard the commotion and they right. ran up. And then after that, we throwing people down the stairs. But for a good, but for a good, like, for a good, like four minutes, it was just me and Randy. We were just back to back. God damn! They had a circle. But then, That's... then uh, we got, then everybody else ran upstairs. Grape, boogie, uh, stretch, stuff. Everybody else came upstairs. We we cleared them out. That's that's wild, dude. That's like it was crazy. I didn't know. I guess Homeway was going to jail or, or coming from jail or something, and they were celebrating. Yo, he had everybody with him. I had no clue. That's like that's like a movie. Yeah, it's like some movie shit. You know what I'm saying? Like you grab the bottle, the needle skips off the record, everybody turns around. Like, oh yeah, the DJ they threw the lights on and everything. <laughs> Yo, that is that is yeah, that's um that's some wild fucking movie bullshit right there, dude. Woo! But that's why I always give props to my man Sleepy. Yo, me and Sleepy were back to back, like. Holding it down. It was fun back then, though. It was it was fun back then, you know, because it was a different world. We we had fun with it. Now it's not fun. 
because nobody nobody puts their hands up anymore. Everybody yeah. just reaches for their pocket. That's and that's you know because anybody can do that, right? Like mm-hmm. anybody can get a gun, and all it takes is a second, right? It just takes one second to to do that shit. Whereas, like you were saying, man, there's a time. There's an era where you like you had to put your hands up and you had to defend yourself. You had to, you know, put in some work. And you're right. I mean, if you get jumped, you get jumped. But it's, like, it's different from like, ain't no coming back from a gun, man. Nope. That's exactly. that's the straight coward way. Everybody, and I think a lot of these kids now don't have heart. Yeah. They nah, don't have I, heart to take the to take an ass whipping and straighten up and come back the next time. Yep. You That's were... what we were taught. And it's, yo, man, and that shit builds character, man. Like, you, you know, you see what you're made of, and, you know, it humbles you. Like, you get, you know, once you, you know, you get your ass kicked that first time, you're like, all right, I got to tighten up. Or, right, you know what? I took my ass open. I'm a better, I'm a better man for it. Like I, I came back, you know, you come back another day. So, but you ain't lying, dude. But look, Rob, thank you so much for bringing your stories in here, dude. I really appreciate it. This was, this is really fun, man. Um, so we about to, so we're about to get into our next segment, right? And now this segment is called, what were you drinking? Now I have, uh, Facebook messages or Facebook messages, Facebook posts rather, and Twitter posts on my timeline that are messy as fuck, which means that someone had to have been drinking when they wrote this. Now, Rob, you have uh, years of experience bouncing, dealing with drunk people. So you have seen people drunk off of every possible liquor, right? So in this segment, we're going to rely on you and your expertise and having seen people drunk before to help us figure out what were they drinking when they wrote this. All right. Now, I also want to say before I read this, uh, we do take submissions. So uh, openbartalk at gmail.com. If you have messy Facebook posts and Twitter posts, uh, email us and we'll read them on the air and we will shout you out. And in fact, we have a shout out this week and I want to shout out my man, Adam Rodkey for uh, emailing us. He's got a dope post uh, we're going to read, and it goes like this. Here we go. And now I'm throwing up and miserable. And also, she is breaking out with a rash. Legit, this makes me not want to throw a party anymore. Someone has ruined it for all. It's not hard to stay home when you're sick. I just asked y'all to keep it together. We're just trying to have a party. What do you think this person is drinking when they wrote that. Ooh. Sound like they were drinking um an incredible Hulk. <laughs> You're taking it back. That, that's um Hennessy and, and Alize. Mm-hmm. Turns it green. Sounds yep. like, yeah, yeah, that's that's an ugly one. And that will make you throw yeah, up and be ugly. miserable. Oh yeah. Yep. Incredible Hulk. Yo, listen, Rob, well played. And again, very insightful. You got right to it. And that is, uh, that is what we look for here on our segment, What Were You Drinking? So that is going to do it for us. Um, you know, I want to thank you all for tuning in. And again, Rob, I want to thank you for uh, rocking with us here on the show. Um, you have, have you, man. Appreciate it. Of course, man. Um, do you have anything you want to plug? Any social media where people can find you? You got anything uh, where, where people can look for you? 
Well, I'm on um, Instagram is actor Robert House. Actor underscore um, Robert underscore House. I'm um, into the acting thing now. Word. I could I could see it, man. I could see uh I could see you got you could you got the you got the swag for it. Now I enjoy it, man. It's a different world. I was gonna say, man, like you should and also look on the real man, you got some crazy stories, dude. You gotta think about, you know, what I'm saying you should look into like writing the shit down and you know Oh, the book the book is eighty percent written. I was gonna well listen, when you uh when you get that shit ready to go, man, come back on, promote the book, dude. Love to have you back the on. The book is called in, in, in the Club. In the Club? So, listen, y'all be on the lookout for that when that shit drops. Um, I'm sure there's going to be way more crazy stories, just like what you heard here. And like I said, man, yeah. it's, I believe it, man. And listen, as soon as that shit drops, uh, you know, we'll be plugging it here on the show, for sure. So, listen. I appreciate it. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, listen, y'all, again, thank y'all for tuning in. Uh, openbartalk at gmail.com, openbartalk on Twitter, and openbartalk on Instagram. Follow us. We follow you back. Uh, you want to find me? I'm at Jim Search on all social media. JimSearchComedy.com is where you can find me. And of course, rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast. That is how people find out about the show and share it out with your friends. You share it out with your friends and you show me some screenshots of that. I'll even shout you out on the podcast. So listen, we appreciate y'all for tuning in. Make sure you put a water between each drink and we'll catch you on the next one. Peace.